0: Sorry, I'm laughing over your intro. Right, I'll be quiet.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to... Um, connect- <laughs> my name the <laughs> let's, let's try again. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Connecting Vague Dots with me, Seth Cox, and the host, that is Jay Panels. Hello! You may be wondering why the host isn't doing the intro. Um, because I'm being a dick. Because he's being a dick and giving me more to edit because he thinks it's funny because I now have to wear funny. these glasses for this precise reason that my friends give me too much to edit. No, no,
0: hang on. Let's just clear this up. This, you have
1: been editing
0: a different thing. Like the amount of editing that you do is not because of me, because we, we alternate when we edit this. And I say we alternate, but this is the only, the only the second episode. Yeah. So we can hardly alter, but you know, that, that is the plan. So we're going to do as much editing as each other, providing, you know, one of us is, providing we actually spend the same amount of time editing each
1: each podcast which at the rate we're going I feel like I'm going to spend a lot longer than this one
0: well no we did we did a we did a fair bit of babble and you know you 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 said a naughty word last week and oh, I had yeah. to edit around that so that wasn't yeah
1: anyway <sighs> so and, uh,
0: disappointing.
1: yeah I think we won't well on that was a different yeah. man back week. I think back week. Back back week. I was a different man. Uh, back. You,
0: you're doing you're doing good words this morning. I what see. Was I, what was I even trying it's to say? It's gonna be a good
1: then. one. What what got jumbled together there? I was back, back last week. Back last week. I think week. I think you
0: I think you missed out the last. No,
1: I think I was going either back then and last week, and they got jumbled. That's what. I oh thought.
0: yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we will
0: again. So, uh. uh, uh so last so last week, we didn't actually have a name for the podcast. If you, if you listened to the first episode, you will have heard us not refer to it as Connecting Vague Dots. Because that title was um, landed upon about two or three days afterwards, after recording it. So now we have a title. The quality is going to improve greatly. Yeah, because a, that's how it works.
1: It's a great title, I've got to say. Well done, Joe. Is it a great title? I no, no. I like it. Connecting vague dots. It's lovely. Okay, that's good. Well, that's helpful.
0: Yeah. You, you've given me a, a really un, unnecessary ego boost. Oh. I, I greatly appreciate you. I'm gonna regret that. Yep.
1: Did you say you greatly appreciate me, or? Okay, I greatly appreciate you doing that. How's okay. that? That's better because I don't I'm... want the ego boost as well. That two of us would be too much for each Both
0: I think. of us being ego boosted is is bad. Is a bad place to be in.
1: Yeah. Anyway, um, just a reminder, if you didn't listen to last week's podcast, which I wouldn't recommend anyway, it was a... No, no, we do
0: recommend. We get paid one P for every listen. Do we? No, of course we don't, you idiot, but let's oh. just pretend that we do. Oh,
1: damn it. Okay. Well, if you not listen to last week's podcast, um, you won't know the premise of this podcast, which is me and Jay come up with a book, a film, and a piece of music each and the other person then tries to find the underlying theme or the the link between our choices. Yep,
0: that is exactly right. And last week, well, um, we also developed a scoring system very mm. similar to Only Connect. Yeah, I say very similar. It's exactly the same as Only Connect. Identical. Yeah. Identical, except there's only three things and not four. Yeah. Um, but I've come up with a new way of adding things to the scoring system.
1: Okay. L-
0: let's we get a, the following week, we get a bonus point if, if the other person went away and looked at either of our previous week's picks because of that podcast.
1: There is a good, it's a good idea. So who gets points for that? You'd get points if I went away. And so,
0: did. so say, uh, so say you, um, so last week, you talked about Bruges as your mm. film choice. Say I went back this, uh, this past week and watched Imbruges because of what you said about it, you would get an extra point. <clears throat> Lovely. That's brilliant. And we're not allowed to not watch films or listen to music just because we don't want to give the other person a point.
1: <clears throat> no, obviously not. Because that a... would be petty and stupid. Yeah, and we're certainly not petty, if anything. <laughs>
0: Uh, but we definitely are stupid.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So would this be an ongoing thing as well? So if I had an extremely busy week last week, hypothetical, of course, but if I had a very busy week and I didn't have yeah. time to um, visit any of them and then maybe a couple of weeks down the line i go, "Jay, I did actually, I did actually watch that or I did actually listen to that would, that, would you still get the point? No. No? It's only on
0: a one week. So it's only week to week.
1: Oh, that is a shame. So
0: like you can't you can't listen to an album that I talked about from four weeks ago, and then I get a point. Only only if four weeks ago was the last time we did a podcast. Yeah, <coughs> possible. I haven't muted myself.
1: Oh, you're back now.
0: I, <laughs> I I didn't mute myself. I was just being quiet. Oh, <laughs> One of those rare occasions when I shut my gob.
1: Yeah, well, I, sh- I should have questioned that. I should have carried on because that was my that was my chance there, and I, I missed it.
0: Yep. Did you go back and, and look at any of the things that I talked about last week?
1: I didn't. Although I have made a note of the um, the album that you recommended. Oh. Check yeah. those out. The series of yeah. Sort of. Elect- don't tell me the name of it because I made a note of it. It was something girl. No. Something woman, something woman. No.
0: Oh, gosh. The other variation.
1: Man? No, that, oh. Person. No. Er... Um. Girl. You've said girl already. I thought I might have done, I thought I might have done. There's something in the tramp. Lady. Thank you. Um, Erm, electro lady. Electric Lady. Electric Lady, that's it, yeah.
0: My first film? Hmm. Okay. It is Apocalypse Now by Francis Ford Coppola. And also, the film that I was also searching for, for the most of the week, was Hearts of Darkness, a film that was oh. Apocalypse. Yeah. Which is the documentary that was made about the making of Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Apocalypse Now... It was one of those incredibly famous films uh, where the director had a meltdown of sorts, or well, the, the the production of the film was incredibly difficult, because <laughs> Francis Ford Coppola I think was being very very studious and want and knew exactly what he wanted, <clears throat> and would go to great lengths to get what he wanted
1: that's always going to be a problem when you're working with actors isn't it because actors are quite they they want to express themselves in their own way and if they're sort of constantly being nitpicked then they can't have that artistic freedom which is what they are all about really so that's going to cause issues
0: yeah i think i think one of the main issues you know, w- there was there was lots of sort of budget issues because Coppola. There was there's a lot of helicopters in the film. <laughs> <laughs> you know, helicopters aren't cheap, mm. and there's a lot of them in the film. And there's it's actually quite a quotable film because you, the horror, the horror. Mm. I've heard that
1: know,
0: I, I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Oh That's yeah. A good one.
1: I always thought that was no. Robin Williams. Is that that's not Robin Williams Is that, is it? No, it's Robert Duval. Uh, Robin Williams is Good Morning Vietnam. I always get those two yeah. mixed up. I don't know why. Oh uh, yeah, that is strange. For for a while I got um
0: there was a time when I when I could when I kept seeing or I kept thinking there was similarities between Platoon and Apocalypse Now.
1: I've seen Platoon. I haven't seen Apocalypse Now, so I can't I'm at a bit of a Disadvantage, but I—it was in the seventies, wasn't it? Released in the seventies.
0: Apocalypse Now was released in seventy-nine. I think Platoon was released in nineteen eighty or something like. That. It was very, very similar, very similar time frame. So um what's actually uh, the premise of Apocalypse Now, except for obviously
1: the the apocalypse?
0: There's not the apocalypse at all. No. 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 The apocalypse Now is set during the Vietnam War, which is why one of the reasons because it's. So it's it's yet another Viet, Vietnam. Well, I say yet another. It's one of the most famous. Mm. You you basically get Platoon, uh, Apocalypse Now, and Full Metal Jacket,
1: and Forrest Gump.
0: <sighs> yes, and Forrest Gump, sort of. Forrest Gump is a very good film, actually. It's on all the time. Film. It's
1: on every single day. I mean, I like it, but not not every day. Yeah, it's um,
0: it's also a bit long. Was it, 2 hours 20?
1: At, at least. But then again, I think Apocalypse Now, that's probably Apocalypse pretty now hefty. Is, Apoc- Apocalypse Now is 2 hours
0: 20. Well, the version that I have is 2 hours 20. There are other cuts that are like 3 hours long. So, so it's about you the know, Vietnam
1: War.
0: Yeah, so it's about the Vietnam War. You get you follow Captain Willard. Um, played by Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen? Yes. Yes. Who actually, I learned this last night... Through trying to find hearts of darkness, uh, I did in, instead just end up watching a couple of YouTube videos about it. He had a heart attack on the set of Apocalypse now Gosh. Um, and he's later you know talked about how he pretty mu- he said at that moment, I knew that I, I had a choice. If I wanted to live, I could live. If I wanted to die, I could die. It was pretty much that that close on the line between between being alive and not
1: was that triggered by the stress of making the film very possibly i think you
0: he was there 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 are lots of factors that go into that sort of thing but i think stress probably came into it Mm. and there's and in the same youtube video you can look up online but there's there's a tape of francis ford coppola basically saying you know if this goes around hollywood ua united artists gonna ring me up on the phone and say you have to finish this film with whatever you have and that'll be it you yeah, w- Francis will Coppola wasn't was more concerned about finishing his film than the health of uh, Sheen mm-hmm. at, the, at the time because he w- he was very very he was being a bit like he was being very otourish at the time there was a and also there are lots of prob- there were lots of problems in the film with with marlon brando who plays um Colonel, i think i've forgotten his rank kurtz who is um who has apparently gone um completely insane and he's taken off from the ranks and set up his own sort of society Outside of the Vietnam War and he's sort of doing his own thing and Captain Willard has been sent And he's and Kurtz has actually is now in Cambodia So he's gone out of Vietnam and he's gone up the yeah I can't remember what the river is because I'm an idiot, but he's, he's gone up the the river and gone into Cambodia and Willard has been given this mission to go up the river and to kill Kurtz and it follows you know his his journey along that river and you get a lot of the horrors of the Vietnam War and the film is essentially a study of madness everyone in the film either starts mad or goes mad and you know some, quite a few of them die because it's Vietnam I see and it's um it's a very, very powerful film. I sort of the the first two hours is a real journey. and if if you just had that first two hours, that would have been a really rough journey. and then you get the last bit of it, the last act of the
1: film. <laughs> that's a bit more yeah yeah. so n- not a fun film to watch, really. It's not one for the family. So I think we, we get a guess per round, don't we? I think we, we can't just guess to our hearts can ascend, So we get a guess per yeah. section. So I'm going to make my guess for this section. Okay. Is it um, art, films, books, music that was difficult to make? I've got it, haven't I?
0: shit
1: yeah got it three points to me yeah very good um
0: yeah it's it's along those lines you know the sort of thing where the production of the of the thing was incredibly or was
1: quite you know difficult or dangerous or
0: that sort of thing
1: but but now we can have lots of fun where i try and guess your other two When you give me some facts about them, which is always fun for me, anyway. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to? Do you want to guess?
0: Uh, actually, no. Your your film now.
1: My film now. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why, but that was said in such a childish way. I'm sorry. Your film now. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. It uh, was. Yeah. It felt. It felt very stupid. It felt very demanding, and I felt quite attacked. It did. Yeah. I'm I'm very.
0: (laughs) I would be sorry, but I'm not.
1: No, I don't think you've got the um the capability for that.
0: Oh, yeah. you don't.
1: Some... You, I don't think you do. Every now and again. Yeah, but that's only when you do something really horrific, like, you know, if, we're not going to go into that, but when you're disappointed <laughs> in yourself, I think that's probably the only form that takes is sorry for oneself. Self pity.
0: Yeah, self pity for myself, yeah. as opposed to self pity for anyone else.
1: Yeah. yeah, because that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Without embarrassing myself anymore, my film is Batman Begins. Now, I'm guessing you've seen it. Yeah, I have seen it. It's, yeah. I didn't realise, 2005 was when it came out. That is a long time ago. It is.
0: So what was it, 2005, then
1: 2007, then 2011? Uh, no, 2005 was Batman Begins, 2008 was Dark Knight, and 2012 was Dark Knight Rises. Oh, a so further apart. Yeah. Uh, how do you wow. feel about ranking them? Are you sort of in favour of one over the other of these films? Uh, Yeah, I am. I remember
0: seeing one of your sessions from The Shed and, and Tom Carey's... Yeah. Uh, argument about the uh, the Infinity War situation,
1: mm. which which is silly. Yes, as always, Our Tom carries arguments.
0: <laughs> but um, no, I do I do rank them in terms of preference. I I prefer the Dark Knight above all. Of course. Yeah. As, as I as I think most people do. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it's been a very long time since I've seen Batman Begins. And I went back and I watched Dark Knight Rises about a year ago,
1: hmm. and it's
0: actually really good. Okay. I do actually, I do actually really like it. So yeah. I think I, I think I rate Batman: A uh, Dark Knight Rises above Batman Begins, but it's been too long since I've seen Batman Begins to really rank them properly.
1: No, I'm completely with you. I think I was. This is why I put the question to you because after doing that. Um, Sessions video I thought maybe The Dark Knight Rises Is this hated film But I Put it above Batman Begins I think Yeah Definitely I think I think
0: The first time I saw it I I didn't Like it As much as I liked The other two For some reason And I don't
1: know why I think And I really can't Remember why So I think with Batman Begins I mean it I think it does a great job At setting Batman up It's a good origin for him. Yeah, him, um, with his sort of necromancer training with Razzle Ghoul, mm. I don't know how else to describe it, played by Liam Neeson very well. Um, I think though, the main issue with, well not an issue, but with Batman Begins, is that the antagonist isn't that strong as the Joker or Bane. I mean, they're both pretty, pretty popular mm. DC villains, whereas you've got, in this one, you've got the Scarecrow, and that's Cillian Murphy, isn't it? Killian Murphy, yeah. Cillian Murphy, yeah. So, you've got him, but I, I feel like it's a bit too psychedelic and a bit too weird. Do you know what I mean? I see what you mean. A bit too voodoo dot esque with the sort of necromancer training and then this sort of weird um, yeah. dream state that occurs when he talks to the scarecrow
0: i think one of the things about it now that i'm thinking of it i don't know why i don't know if this is true or why i think this is true but batman begins seemed to be like the lighting of it seemed to be a lot darker than the other ones i seem to remember yeah i seem to i'm seem to remember being being slightly miffed
1: by that turn
0: the lights on please there was a
1: i I can't see them there was a period of really dark Darkly lit films coming out, I remember, because Batman, the Dark Knights trilogy was always pretty darkly yeah. lit. And then you had the Harry Potter films started doing it as well. The Deathly Hallows part 1 and 2, where you're squinting to see <laughs> what's going on. Yeah, that was true. It's, it's yeah. really weird um, I see the Yeah, the in it.
0: Da, da Vinci Code as well, and Angels and Demons. Yeah. They did that, and they were oh, terrible. Gosh.
1: No, they're not good films.
0: Yeah.
1: Unfortunately. But, um. Ron Howard! Ron Howard oh. did Braveheart, didn't he?
0: Yeah, and then he did those films. Yeah. And he's he's done so many good... He's done Apollo 13, I think, as well. Oh,
1: that was a good film.
0: And he, he's done...
1: Oh, well, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so, <sighs> so Batman Begins, you had, and then I'll talk about The Dark Knight a bit as well because it's, it's relevant. So there was a lot of um, controversy when The Dark Knight was released about um, what certificate it should be. Do you remember... I don't know if you remember this. This happened. I,
0: I don't remember this because I was
1: seven. I see. I actually saw this on Newsround when I was seven. I remember seeing it on Newsround because, the Dark Knight. I always after watching that Newsround episode, I was always really scared to watch it because of a, what happened with Heath. They were worried about even releasing it because, yeah, they felt a bit. You would do because, that, sad as it is, that portrayal of that role sort of drove him a bit mad, I think, is the stories that, are, that circulate about it. Yeah. Yeah. So they were worried about even releasing it. And then Nolan was pushing for it to be a 12 so that the audience could, more of an audience could watch it. But because of the betrayal, they were worried about putting it up to R-rated. But I think in the end they went for a 12-15 film. You know, one of those, one of those ones.
0: Yeah, I think it it was it was a 12 and I think because the I I think it might have been like the Irish rating was a 15 because they have different uh ratings boards that are generally quite similar but um, yeah I think it probably would have been one of those hmm. where where it's rated a 12 in in the UK and and in in the in Ireland it's rated a 15 because yeah. they're slightly stricter
1: Perfectly, and the Wallflower is the same actually, that's a twelve fifteen. Is it? Oh, all yeah. right And then you've got, I remember, two PG-12s, which are... Coraline being one of them, that's a PG-12, which you still need to watch, and... Yes, Goonies. I
0: do. the no, the Goonies, okay. Yeah. I haven't seen the Goonies in a very long time.
1: Oh, that's it. I, <laughs> I watched a bit of it the other day, and it wasn't as good as I remembered, but possibly it hasn't aged too well, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't,
0: yeah. It's one of it's one of those ones where I'm really not sure about it.
1: Yeah, which is what actually that's how I feel about Batman Begins because when I think about it, I can't remember much about it except for there being a scarecrow and Liam Neeson, and that's about it. Yeah, I
0: I remember the the scarecrow not being lit enough,
1: and I remember the scene on the ice rink. Yeah, that's actually yeah, those are two bits that I pretty much remember. I don't. Not, I not, don't not, really not an ice rink, a, fr- a frozen lake. When, yeah, yeah, it's They're not like a, skating.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not like in, in Times Square or wherever <laughs> they have that ice rink in New York. No. Where where they shoot all Hollywood movies. Yeah,
1: and then you didn't have Will Ferrell and Zoe Deschanel ice skating around Christmas time. That's a different film entirely, so don't don't get mixed up with that.
0: Daddy's home too? Elf. Oh
1: Elf! Oh yeah, oh god.
0: <sighs> How did I forget Elf? I don't know.
1: Yeah. I don't think anyone thinks about Elf until it's all sort of November, December.
0: I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably
1: true. Yeah.
0: <coughs>
1: but anyway, that, that's my film, not Elf, uh, Batman Begins. And I've said all I Batman have to say Be- about it, I think. Okay. Well, that's interesting, because we haven't really talked about the film at all. But that's because, one of the main reasons for that, is because I can't remember much about it. I did actually watch it last week, and even then I... I still a little bit a little bit hazy on it and yeah. it, it's the weakest of the trilogy and i i would have just much rather talked about the dark knight but there we go the, the, the well, when, list then and, why didn't you well the, the link that i've chosen didn't allow it to be so okay so it's 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 one of a few things all it's, right well you got I... one guess one guess make it a good one now, I did tell Jay before that this was this is a hard one, and I I thought last week's was a hard one, and it was, but I I delivered it in the wrong way, so I'm being quite I'm sort of stepping on eggshells around it today. Yeah, but I've given you enough. Ooh,
0: uh, I'm gonna say that your connection is each of the things are the weakest in a trilogy.
1: A brilliant guess. That is not correct, however. Uh-oh. Good guess.
0: Yeah. Do, I, do I get an indicator of whether I was hot or gold?
1: Um You're hot, and you don't get me saying that often. You're hot in the way of <laughs> Yeah Woo <laughs> <laughs> ah. Um, we'll cut that bit out. In... <laughs> <laughs> oh, leave it in. <laughs> yeah. So, you're, you're warm, let's say, in the way that you're looking at my choice. You're looking at, at it as part of a greater thing. The um, greater good. The greater good. However, you're... Um, wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll move on. Yeah, so you've got your... Are we doing music now? I think we do yeah, music we'll, book, isn't it? So, yeah. Okay, so I sort of want to try guess it. So if you could describe it without giving it to me. Okay, so well, you've got the connection. Which what? Oh, well, oh gosh, my memory is actually like a sieve. That your connection was oh forms that were hard to hard to make, difficult to make.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. And we mentioned it in passing last week. Oh. Yes.
1: Rumors. Yes. Hey, look at that! I'll
0: give you a bonus point for that.
1: Oh, I am raking in the points today. I'm very happy with. Yeah. That. It's four nil at the moment. I'm, I'm almost unbearable. The conceit is, it's it will get the be- better of me in about five minutes. Yeah,
0: it's fine. Yeah, so rumours, which Fleetwood Mac album? That it is a really, really good album, it's, and it was it's fantastic. And it was made so. There's, it was five members of the band. Mm. So you have Mick Fleetwood, who's the drummer. Who was having a few personal issues at the he was time? He
1: the only original member, actually. I think from the Peter Green's Fleetwood Mac in the sixties, the sort of blues uh, act. Yeah, yeah, and and then you have
0: two separate couples, both of whom I've forgotten the names.
1: The main one was stevie X and Lindsay Lindsay B- Buckingham, Duncan. Pop- Which one was awesome. it? Oh.
0: I was thinking Lindsay Buckingham, but it might be Lindsay Buckingham. I can't remember. I think it's Buckingham. But yes. Yeah. And and so there were two couples and then Fl- Mick Fleetwood. Mm.
1: And... Um, we, we we all know what Mick Fleetwood probably felt like. That would have driven me crazy as well.
0: Yeah. W- with both of the couples mid-breakup.
1: Yeah. Whilst,
0: whilst recording an album.
1: Yeah, being a sort of mediator.
0: Yeah, and I read um, that at the time... <laughs> What they did was they they got into the studio, they had Coke-fueled parties until about four in the morning, and then they sat down and recorded, and recorded the album. It was just, the 70s, man.
1: Yeah, hell on earth.
0: Hell on earth, indeed. Um, And I I saw somewhere, and I can't remember who said it, but there was someone who described the album itself as the whole being greater than the sum of its parts. Which I think is probably a perfect way of describing it, because each of the songs is so brilliant. Yeah, like the ch- the chain, just all all of those songs. There's
1: pretty much not a bad track on there, I think.
0: No, it's it is pretty much hit after hit, and mm. yeah, it's a, it's a really really good arm, um, and the the way in which it was made and the circumstances in which it was made just makes it. I don't know if it makes it better or it just makes it more interesting.
1: I don't know. I think it's more interesting, definitely. Yeah.
0: Not sure... Oh, bloody hell. I don't think it makes it better.
1: No, we mentioned this in passing last time, how lots of the best albums and, like you said, the best films, arguably, have come out of an absolutely traumatic experience to to either make or to make off of the back of. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's there's not much more to say about rumours, really, hmm. is that? Because it's sort of it's one of those things that very much stands on its own.
1: Yeah, and I think pretty much everyone listening will know quite a lot about it because it's one of those albums that's very very iconic. Yeah,
0: you you probably if you haven't heard if you haven't gone out and listened to it yourself, you will have heard songs from it. Via the radio or your parents or that sort of thing, because it's just one—it's just one of those.
1: Yeah,
0: that it's—it's like Bohemian Rhapsody.
1: Hmm. But the better. Pro- mm. I would say better. I, I don't know. Are you, are you, are, okay. I, I can see you being quite a Queen fan. Yeah, I like Queen. I'm just... better than a Bohemian.
0: Okay. Why? Why better than Bohemian Rhapsody?
1: D- I think I think you described it in the perfect way because I was really I remember from a young age hearing both of those albums quite a lot of the time because they they are just yeah. on a lot because they're great albums. Yeah, I'd I'd much rather listen to Fleetwood Mac. I can't explain it, but I just yeah, I think they're a bit better.
0: I think it's it's certainly true that well, it's not certainly true, but I think that it's true that maybe Bohemian Rhapsody is a bit overplayed probably especially... if if people have an opportunity to play it they'll play it you bet your bottom dollar that that song is on like donkey kong
1: yes it is and it it's a, it's a shame because it's a lot it's, it's quite a long song it's about 6 minutes isn't it yeah and so when I'm... someone's put it on you know that this will be what life is for the next 6 minutes will be people Trying to remember the lyrics and probably getting them wrong and trying to hit the high notes and you'd be probably having your ears ringing by the end of it
0: yeah, That's true. I've definitely been that person. Yeah <laughs> I've, been, I've been on both sides of that and I don't think either side is a, is always a good place to be.
1: No, no, definitely not
0: So yeah, no, I think I think you're probably right. I think yeah rumors might be slightly better I love the chain, and I don't think I'll ever tire of the chain. Mm.
1: Right.
0: But yeah, I think I think that's about it. All I have to say about rumours. So um, yeah,
1: I mean it leads quite nicely onto my one in a roundabout sort of way. Um, so okay, hang on. Can I try and guess? Of course you can.
0: Okay, so I was wrong, but on the right track with uh, Batman Begins as being the weakest in the trilogy. Yeah. So we're sort of moving along a, a similar thread to that. And I'm going to, and i vaguely know your music tastes, mm. so I know that it's not going to be some jazz epic. Um, it's probably going to be in the sort of rock bluesy sort of funk, not funk folk, ish mm. sort of region. What, you won't pick Pink Floyd two weeks in a row. Correct. Not that stupid. So that means I can take out their concept albums. Where you could, you know, pick apart the weaknesses of one compared to the others.
1: Yeah.
0: Which is what I'm going to do with this album. If you... Yeah. So you're going to pick it apart in comparison to other things. Made by the same people. Oh, bloody hell. Mm, um...
1: And, funnily enough, the, this is the first album of their three main albums, so again, it, it's the first in the trilogy, and it's the worst in the trilogy. So it's funny that you should... Yeah, I, I'm not going to get it, actually. You go ahead. Um. So, you're right with the sort of rock, Britpop aspect. It is from the 90s, and it is Suede's self-titled album.
0: Oh! You mentioned Suede last week as well. Did I? Yeah, because we were talking about your your theme. You know, I happened to, you know, things created in troubles.
1: Yeah. Yes, we and did. You're right.
0: I mentioned rumours, and you mentioned, you know, Suede and
1: Oasis. Yeah. Ah. Interesting. Well, I'll got tell on- you. We've I'll got an ongoing theme here. I'll tell you about it, and you'll probably guess it. From, yeah. I mean, I think you're pretty much on the right tracks. So, their self titled album was 90. Um, 90- or 93, and it was a very poppy Britpop album. You know, it's sort of... You've seen The World's End, haven't you? I've seen The World's End? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you know that the uh, So Young song? So Young... Da, 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 da... Vaguely, yeah. Vaguely. Yeah, so I had a lot of those sort of singable you know catchy karaoke songs yeah and um it went down a hit obviously because Britpop was all the rage then and they they loved it um and then they came out with dogman star a few years later um and the it's it's in my opinion it's their best album but it wasn't received well at all the critics called it I don't, I, I hate critics, but they called it um, the most pretentious album ever made, which seems is, like... Is, a, it partic- is it particularly pretentious? I didn't find it, so, they were referring to like how the songs were quite long and there were a lot of ballads on there and a lot of sort of weird effects, but then you've had Pink Floyd come before them, who arguably, a bit more pretentious than them. But anyway, so th- th- this album caused a lot of controversy and it... It, like Rumours, it was very difficult to make because you had the guitarist, um, Gerald Butler, and the vocalist, Brett Anderson, and they were at lockheads constantly. And I think Brett Anderson said this was like hell on earth to make. You know, it's one of the... Mm. So difficult. And they kept falling out, and like, like with Fleetwood Mac, there were they had a lot of drug problems in the band. And this was the last album that they made together, and then the third album coming up, Sort of again went back to that sort of poppy stuff. So it was like a it was like a little blip, Dogman Star. But anyway, we're not talking about Dogman Star, or we are. We're talking about swear stuff titled one.
0: So it's it's almost it seems it seems a lot like you know you're talking about the start of a trio where where the follow up got a lot of negative coverage. The the coverage that we talked about in terms of Dark Knight. And the coverage of that that second album.
1: Sorry, uh, sort of the... was there a guess in there somewhere?
0: Yeah, there was. This is a full th- guess. Yeah. Where where the where the follow up where the follow up is is received very poorly or received somewhat poorly or no? I've gotten it wrong again, haven't I?
1: That's your guess. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give it. Okay. I'll get it. That's pretty, pretty close. It's, um, the link was, um, things where the follow-up causes a lot of controversy and is received poorly by the public.
0: Yeah. I think that's, that's a weird sort of phenomenon, isn't it? I think it's because it's often in these cases, it's where they, their expectations have been subverted.
1: Yeah, that's it. You know, they they
0: thought they were getting one thing and then they get something different and they go, Ah, no! I wanted the thing that I wanted. I didn't want yeah. this. <laughs> and yeah. then you go you go a few years down the line and you go, ah, the thing that I wanted maybe wasn't as good as the thing that I got.
1: Yeah. Perfect. That's, yeah. I agree completely. Yeah, that's, that's all that's happening.
0: I think we talked a little bit about Neil Gaiman last week as well. And I think mm. it's vague. It's vaguely relevant to talk about him now. Yeah. He has always said that he that he would much rather, you know, do do a new shiny thing that no one is waiting for than do the thing that he knows how to do or the thing that people want or the pe- the thing that people are waiting for. Mm. So you know, rather than going away and doing American Gods two, he wrote Coraline. Yeah.
1: Rather
0: than it's doing Never, ne- rather than doing Neverwhere two, he did whatever it was he did. Yeah. Good Good Omens two. Then no, that hasn't. Happened, other no. things happened.
1: Yeah, actually, now you come to mention it, the only saga that he's done is actually Sandman. But, 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 but the thing about Sandman is it's a comic. But, but, yeah, I'm completely with you. People don't like what they don't expect; they feel cheated a lot of the time. Talking of being right, which I have been constantly this episode. Your book. Yep.
0: Okay. Um briefly forgot what my book was
1: and then I re-remembered we're good. Do, do you want me to tell you what it was? Yeah, go on then. So it's obviously a book that's made in not ideal circumstances. Yep. Therefore, I'm hoping it's got two authors that are possibly at, at lockerheads with each other. Um, And I don't, I don't have a very good knowledge of books written by two authors except for Good Omens which, as I understand, it was quite a quite a nice arrangement <laughs> um, yeah I think they I think they quite liked each other <laughs> yeah do I know this book is it is it well known yeah
0: you you know this book oh, pretty annoying. much our entire audience will also know this book that's more annoying
1: do you know what I, I d- five
0: four three two
1: one give me a guess I don't have anything is it something by George Orwell
0: it's not by George Orwell. Okay,
1: you'll, you'll have to tell me.
0: It's by Robert Louis Stevenson. I was
1: going to know you were Louis Stevenson. Like Jekyll and Hyde.
0: Ah. A st- strange case of Dr. Jekyll and
1: Mr. Hyde. Yeah. How was that? Um, I can't remember. I wasn't paying attention. How was that difficult to um, produce? Well, so the, the
0: weird thing about this one is it's very difficult. It was sort of... I was I was puzzling over this for a while, because not it was it was difficult to produce, but there were troubles in the production of it, or it was troubled, generally speaking. Oh yeah, you know Stevenson wrote wrote um, Jekyll and Hyde in an absolute frenzy. he did it in about a month.
1: Yeah, I which did. is insane. And he was burning chapters along the way, or his wife was burning, throwing chapters onto the onto the fireplace, which it was, it was just. Yeah and he
0: had very he did have some very interesting health issues. I think he got TB when he was like 9. That was it. That was it. And yeah he re- just wrote in an absolute frenzy he forgot dates. Or well, he like he mixed up his dates massively because it was some some bits were written like a journal or were written in a letter that were dated. You know I'd like I pointed this out when we were doing English when we were doing this in English, you know, he was writing it to one of his, so that a character was writing this to someone. Like, I hope you find, I hope this letter finds you within, within the day or else, um, the, you know, the raw, raw Mail has failed me. And this letter gets delivered to him. And it's been like three, it's been like a month and a half <laughs> since, since the letter was supposedly sent. Yeah. And they live in the same city. You could have just easily walked over to him and
1: given it to him quicker. Yeah. It's, 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 it's difficult when you're releasing it in the way that he did every week. Oh, what are they? A uh, shilling shocker, wasn't it? Some, uh, sixpence shocker. I can't remember what the name was for But the newspaper. He, they, he released a chapter in a newspaper every other week.
0: Right? Yeah, so so I think in the 1800s Dickens definitely wrote serially. Yeah, uh, I think Conan Doyle. Conan Doyle w- did. Yeah. Also wrote um, the Sherlock Holmes stories as serials. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: I think Stevenson would have written them as serials as well. So yeah, they would have been published monthly in yeah. the paper.
1: So that's probably where his trouble with the dates came in, I'd I'm imagine.
0: Yeah, and he wrote it, and he wrote the, and I think I, I think he had the entire thing finished in like two months. It's, You know, fifty odd thousand words. I think he had it done in about as many days.
1: Hmm.
0: Uh, or, like, like, you know, 50 days or something like that. Yeah. It's just absolutely it's ridiculous.
1: And if I'd have, see, if I'd have chosen Treasure Island for my book, I could also talk about Jekyll and Hyde because it was not what anyone was expecting after the children's classic, which was Treasure Island and then they get this yeah. weird, quite sort of sexually explicit um horror it, tale it's uh it's actually a really
0: it's a really interesting novel and it's one of those things where you often find when you study a text once you're done studying it you never want to see that thing again because it's awful and you hate it
1: yeah and you can quote I think it a, from beginning to end anyway
0: which, yeah which i think is what a lot of people find with it it's mm. definitely what some some people we know found with you know macbeth so. Or an in inspector calls, you just go, ah, oh,
1: fuck off. Macbeth is done to absolute death in every single school. It's done in drama, it's done in English, and it's done in English again. And you can't avoid it. You can't go through education without doing Macbeth. Yeah.
0: Or well, I think I think everyone has like a Shakespeare play that they spent like more than enough time looking at. Yeah. For some people, it's Romeo and Juliet or The Tempest. Or mm-hmm. everyone has. Everyone has a Shakespeare play that they really don't like. Yeah. Except for me, because I actually still like Macbeth. Because I still think it's interesting. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I still like Shakespeare.
1: I still like him a lot. Yeah. Don't, uh, yeah. I still like Shakespeare, but I, I, I don't think... You're I, fed up with Macbeth. Yeah, I don't think I'd go to the theatre to watch Macbeth. After having to write about it at DCC English, at A-level John, yeah. and seeing it a couple a couple times.
0: Yeah, I think I would hesitate to go and watch a production of Macbeth.
1: Yeah.
0: Because, you know, we've seen it. We've seen productions of Macbeth now. We've seen the film.
1: Yeah.
0: We've we've written about it endlessly. I think, yeah. We're probably done with Macbeth now.
1: Yeah. I remember how Miss Honeysett was quite apprehensive to show us the film. Do you remember? She showed us the James McAvoy chef one. The sort of weird spin. Oh, Yeah. Which is actually quite good. I quite like that. That's actually very good. Yeah, but she I've didn't... forgotten that. That was a very good one, but she didn't want to show us the um. Oh, what's his name? Matt. Mm. Uh, like a um... Fassbender one. Yes, Fassbender. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. But we did watch that in drama. Yeah. So in theatre studies, it which
1: was a, it was inescapable, unfortunately.
0: It was inescapable, unfortunately but yeah um what was what were we talking about? oh, yes, because it's a text that we studied
1: Hmm. um i still i'd I'd still probably say I quite like jacqueline Hyde,
0: yeah, I think it's because i I still appreciate the things that are in it and also the depiction of the world as it was then and it seems much more honest than some of the other depictions, Hmm. That, that you see it seems you go w- way down in the dirt yeah like it is not afraid to go to go right down to the depths
1: which is why the, the readers hated it so much because they're basically mugging off London the whole time
0: yeah but I mean London at the time was a place that probably deserved being mugged off
1: yeah but I, I don't think Conan Doyle definitely he loved to write about how amazing and brilliant London was and how it was the place to be.
0: I think London's always been one of those places where it's both fantastic and awful.
1: Yeah.
0: Right at the same time. It still is now, I think.
1: Mm. Just go,
0: oh yeah, London's really good. It's great. Yeah, are you sure?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: What about that building over there?
1: <laughs> what, what about
0: Soho? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, Soho has... Changed a lot in the last like thirty years, 20, 30, 40 years, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, actually, we
0: would, we wouldn't know, but the depictions of Soho are way different now.
1: J Jacqueline Hyde, a lot of it was around Soho, wasn't it? Or a was lot it really? of it it's, was in that
0: sort of Soho area. Soho used to be for a very, very long time a very sleazy place. Yeah, and I think in the last like ten, twenty years. That sort of area has thoroughly cleaned up its act, oh. and so tried to scrub off its reputation,
1: yeah.
0: or sort of um, sh- put a shine on its reputation in a way.
1: Mm. Well, my book is very similar to your book.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned Lady Chatterley's Lover. Is that?
1: No, it's not. But it, we, we we have mentioned it. Uh, About 10 minutes ago.
0: and Doyle? Yeah. Uh, So... Well, I mean, the first one was a study in Scarlet, so it would probably be the follow-up to a study in Scarlet, would it?
1: No. I can't. The theme is books with a controversial follow-up that caused a lot of media distress and bad reviews.
0: Yeah. The thing, the thing that sort of strikes my mind about Conan Doyle would be Hand of the Baskervilles.
1: No. No. No? Which... It was. Um, well, I've chosen The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes, which is a whole... I think there's about ten stories yeah. there. Yeah. The follow-up to that was the memoirs of Sherlock Holmes, in which... The final problem, Sherlock was killed off. Ah, Yes and because of all of the hatred and death threats he got, it was really bizarre, I was reading about, it and there's like a public mourning, essentially, for this fictional character, and that had never happened before. Like, you know, yeah. people got invested in characters, and they read books, and they liked characters, but when they killed off Sherlock Holmes, there was such a demand and an outcry to bring it back, it was, like, never seen before. It was mm. mad. And essentially, he was peer pressured into doing a couple more it's really <laughs> bizarre. So yeah, that was mine. That is that
0: is very interesting. I've never sat, I've never sat down to properly read a Sherlock Holmes.
1: No, I've...
0: I I I think I read the first half of A Study in Scarlet. Yeah. And then I didn't read the second half where it's from the killer's perspective. No. Cuz cuz A Study in Scarlet is I think is the first half is uh, Holmes and Watson solving the problem. And then the second half is describing the events that led up to that. Yeah. I and think
1: Conan Doyle got a bit weird with his perspectives, because there was a couple he wrote in The Perspective of Sherlock Holmes, which were exactly the same as Watson's, and it was a bit confused. But um yeah, so apparently actually, funny you mention that, but The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes is one of the most common books that people lie about reading, along with what we said 1984 and To Kill a Mockingbird, Catcher of the Rye, yeah. the Rye something else, Great Gatsby as well. Oh, Gatsby, yeah. Okay. I can't think of any others. But, um, I mean, right. I'm
0: going to be honest, I haven't read any of those except for 1984.
1: See, I've read Mockingbird and I've actually read The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes, thankfully. Oh. I haven't read I haven't I haven't read the follow up but um yeah I mean it's it's a it's a good read I like short stories I think uh, I've got it's a because lot of you have a short attention span <laughs> yeah but you like short everyone likes short stories that's what a series is yeah it's a selection of short stories P- people like that but they don't for some reason they they don't like reading short stories they they watch them happily but but they won't they won't read them, which I find a bit bizarre. But yeah, they're perfect for me because I've got a very short attention span. Mm.
0: I think... I'd, yeah, I do like short stories. And I think you get a lot of good uh, dramas that are adapted from, from short stories as well. Arrival was adapted from a short story.
1: Yeah, I not <coughs> that. Need to watch that. That's on the list. It's a, it's a very good film. One of my favourite directors, Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve, yes. Denis Villeneuve, yeah. Yeah. Is that how you say Denis Villeneuve? Yeah, because he's French. Ugh. <laughs> Did you <he> just <laughs> ugh the French? No, no, I, I haven't to pronounce his name like that. Me and my brother were having a discussion about this the other day, how we hate people that go out of their way to pronounce names in a different way to how they actually are. Like the scone sconed thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Or and like,
0: eventually, you'll get someone who ju- who'll just go, who, who'll try and pronounce it in a completely different way.
1: Yeah, and they're the people that I that I'm directing this at, stop doing it. Basically, it's, it's not. Yeah, stop doing it. Yeah. Um... Pack it. In.
0: <laughs> let's let's just quickly recount the
1: score. Yes. So I got three. I got my full three points there.
0: Yeah, you got your full three points, and then you get an extra point for guessing so, rumours. Guessing rumours, yeah. And then I got a whole two points for guessing yeah. it, the music. So yeah. it's 4-2 to you.
1: So, <sighs> that's probably the end of the podcast, so... We should probably sign off. We'll sign off now. So thank yeah. you for listening from me. That's goodbye.
0: And thank you from listening. For I messed that up. Let me try again. Take okay. two. <laughs> and thank you for listening from me. Goodbye. Goodbye. Well, you you can only hold two satsumas and a banana in one way. <laughs> but fair. Yeah.